Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning uh, and during the season of Advent, we'll be paying attention to the nativity story. It might feel a little early for you, uh, but the best way I think to prepare for uh, Christmas is to celebrate aspects of it. We'll be doing that, paying attention to um, the words of Scripture uh, from Luke's Gospel uh, this Advent. This is the Annunciation from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph, who was from the house and lineage of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by these words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am the faithful servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. How can this be? It's Mary's question, and and it's a good one. How can this be? God has chosen her, but why? But, But how? God has big plans for her. Big plans for any single person, a a woman. Uh, Mary wasn't a queen. She wasn't rich. As far as we know, she wasn't equipped with all the things the world would suggest one needs to be, to have, to to be equipped uh, to take on such important work. She was young. She was, as far as we know, unlanded. 
She was inexperienced. She was unconnected to the halls of power. She was, as far as we can tell, well, to the world, she was a nobody. How can this be? There's been a mistake. My my number, my card at the central office has gotten mixed up with some, somebody else's. How, how can this be? How did the scripture put it? Do not be afraid, Mary, for see you have found favor with God and you shall conceive in your womb a child. You will call him Jesus. He will be great and be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Say what? <laughs> Hold on, brother. Say that again. What, what did you say? Gabriel is clearly excited, I think. And one way to read this text And it could be the wrong way, but it's the way I've been reading it this season. I've been studying these passages for a long time. I read Gabriel as really overwhelmed with excitement, even ahead of himself a little bit. Um, Gabriel, if he was going to be cast, would not be played by John Gielgud, the the British actor, or by Robert De Niro, but by John Belushi. Mary, you're not going to believe this. Can you imagine John Belushi? This, this, this angel seems to see the hope gleam and, and glimmer in his eye as if he's seeing the words he's saying begin to take shape. Look, this begins a new chapter in God's engagement with the world. Look, look, look at what God is doing. But Mary, wait, wait, wait. And you listen to me. Listen to me, you fluttery angel. Listen, listen, listen. Her words may be whispered, but they fall like sledgehammers. How can this be? And I don't see Mary as just meek and mild, as transparent as water. I see her as a woman insisting on being heard. How can this be? This question, I think, is often our question. How can this be, O oh God? We live in a violent time. This year, shootings in Lewiston, Maine, and Shreveport, and Philadelphia, and Memphis, in Romeo, Illinois, have left many dead. And these modern-day American suicide bombers are killing our neighbors with legally owned weapons. And we are called by God, like it or not, we're called by God to be peacemakers. How can this be, God, that you would call me? How can I step into that fray of violence without being crushed? How can it be that you're calling me to bring calm and listening ears, and justice, and shalom. How can it be that you're calling me to lead the reform for health care, to lead the reform for education, to make sure young women get affordable prenatal care? How could you possibly use me? I'm not, 
I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a policy administrator. How can I possibly serve and love and pray and come alongside at-risk families? I don't know any at-risk families. How can I solve mental health care in this country? How can it be, oh God, that you would even ask me, even intimate that I am called to tackle and untangle such a complicated issue. If we divided into 12 groups and talked about each of these things, I think we'd come up with 12 different solutions. And, and some of those solutions would contradict one another. It's, it's hard. This is difficult. But what is not unclear is this. We are called to be peacemakers. How can this be that you would use even me? How dare you, God, even ask the church, me, to be a peacemaker? God calls us to follow the one who loved the unlovable. How can it be? How can it be that you would call me to love the unlovable when I'm not even able to love my family very well? How can this be? We're called to share our resources and be generous. Our broker would say, be careful about generosity. Plan for it, but don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. How can it be that God is calling me to be a steward, to be a Christian philanthropist? How is it that God is empowering me to give of my whole self in bold and beautiful ways? How can that be? 113 or 119 um, foreigners gathered at Parkland College uh, moments before they became citizens. They came from 36 or 39 countries. I can't remember. Albania being the first alphabetically, Yemen being the last. They came from Russia and Canada. Of course, they came from Canada. Um, they came from all over the world to be citizens here. They came from all over the world to be citizens here. And, and the federal judge gave a sort of a stern talk. And the president of Parkland gave a, a talk that just exuded light. Um, but both, both intimated that, that being a citizen comes with responsibility. And I can imagine some of those new citizens saying, how can it be that I would step into the role of well, maybe the next Abraham Lincoln. How can that be when I don't understand all the cultures very well? I'm not sure how uh, our traffic laws completely work. I don't, don't know the language fully. How can it be that God would use me to enrich, as the president said, to enrich this nation? And yet, they're here and they are called to be citizens and and to build, help us build all together a, a, well, a new heaven and a new earth. Moses asked God, remember, how can it be that you're calling me to sit down and have a powwow with Pharaoh when I'm not even a good public speaker? How can that be? And Jeremiah said the same thing. How can it be that you're calling me to be a prophet? I'm clearly too young. And Jonah said, well, how can it be you're calling me to go to Nineveh? Who goes to Nineveh? And Mary asks, Mary, how can it, can it be that you have chosen me? How can it be that I am strong enough to bear this weight? How can it be that I will have a child when I have had no relations with no man? 
And here comes John Belushi. I mean, Gabriel. Mansplaining. Well, okay, Mary. So what's going to happen is the Holy Spirit's going to come unto you. And then the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. And you can imagine him backing up as he's saying this. Because Mary is staring him down. Listening, eager to hear. And he's trying to lay it out. Kind of as the pieces go together. He's backing up, backing up. And he says, and look, even your relative Elizabeth, she's conceived a child. And she's an old woman. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. And then he stops backing up. And he takes one step forward. This is not in the scripture, by the way. I'm just imagining it. <laughs> what, what do you imagine when you, when you hear this story? Do you even hear this story? It's so familiar. Do you even hear it? Does it prick the cellophane of your thinking at all? I think he takes one step forward and he says, Listen, Mary, with God, help me say it, nothing is In our text, there's no space on the page. There's no um, language there. The day was getting late and the sun was setting and the wind was blowing from the southeast. None, none of that. There's no, no place on the page that would suggest this. But I think there's a big pause there. A big pause and Mary is turning, I'm imagining, turning these words over and over again in her head. There's a big, big change in this silence, I think. Well, of course God can use me. God can use Moses and Jonah did. And, and Jeremiah powerfully. God can speak every language through our ELL program across the street. God can welcome all people with the love that passes understanding. God can warm and house the homeless. He's going to do it through our generosity. God can feed the hungry. And God can use even us to help bring this to pass. How can this be? How can this be? The answer is... With? Yeah, nothing is impossible with God. That's how. That's how. And Mary and John Belushi are standing there and um, the Spirit is there with them. And really and truly a great thing is, is beginning. It's tingling to life. It's an excellent question. How can this be? But note, and notice that Mary asked it. We Christians often think we're not supposed to ask questions. Hmm. Uh, questions are a sign of faithlessness. Weak people ask questions. Mary's anything but weak. She pauses and she asks a question. Questions are fine. But notice that question didn't stop her from answering. It didn't stop Mary from saying yes. Notice how Mary steps up. Notice how she claims this call, how she accepts it. There's no victim here. She's not a victim. This is not foisted upon her. She has agency, I think, in this scene. She 
apparently trusted what Gabriel said. She apparently believed it in her bones somehow. Nothing, nothing will be impossible with God, Gabriel said. And she heard it. She heard it with her ears and her heart and her head and all of the theology in which she was raised. She heard it from the the testimony of old that she'd heard in synagogue and temple. She'd heard this before. And now this, this angel was reminding her of what she already knew. Nothing will be impossible with God. Mary could have said no, but she said yes. And hers is a yes that echoes down through the centuries, over the shepherd's field where they kept watch over their flock by night, through catacombs and cathedral naves from generation to generation. We hear her yes even now. Even now, the newbies and the nuns and the duns and the fearful and the fretful are stopped in their tracks by this story, by this story, by Mary's shock by her questions, by her doubt, by this high calling, which seems glorious and maybe a little unfair for Mary, and by her quiet, certain, daring, yes, here I am, the servant of the Lord. May it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. May we be inspired by Mary. May we be inspired by her thoughtful faith. May we be inspired by her courage to stop an angel in his tracks and ask questions. May we be inspired by Mary's tenacity to stand up and by her willingness to bow down, and by her voice, sweet and clear, that said yes. Thanks be to God. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.